for me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on and they're trying to figure out how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Welcome to Your Next Step. I'm Pastor Doug McCoy. I'm with Pastor Doyle Jackson this morning. We're both from the church next door. Pastor Doyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited about today because we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Yes, I love this prayer. And one thing you and I both agree with is that we should memorize it, but we should not merely recite it. This is not something that you just say by rote and think that that pleases the Lord, but there's a deeper purpose this prayer. Yeah, I think for me, I like to use it as a reminder of the things I need to cover when I'm talking to my yeah. father. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's my father is the way it puts it, and this is about me making sure that my relationship with my heavenly father is got all my bases covered, that I'm not out over my skis, as they say, you know, ahead of where I ought to be, and that's why it's important. Well, when I call my mom, which is, you know, frequent, the conversation pretty much goes a certain way. How are you? How's dad? How's my yep. sister and nieces and nephews? Yep. What do you need? Yep. You know, they, Then we can go into other territory, but there are certain things that we're going to cover, and that's what you're bringing up here, and I like that idea that when we come to the Father, there are just certain points we want to hit, and Jesus here gives them to us. That's right. And, and I think one of the things that we'll talk about it today that's really important to me is that this is a, a personal prayer. It's not for the public. It's not something you perform. It's not yeah. a performance. It's It's for a connection and a relationship with God. And that's what you're going to lead us into today. So here we go with Pray First, the Lord's Prayer. We're talking about Pray First because this is our core value. You need to know that it's one of our 10 core values as a church. We believe that you ought to pray first, ask questions later. That your first gut response in in life is, God, what would you have me to do? Before you take a job, before you go on a date, before you make a decision, before you enter into your day, say, God, I need you today. I, I need you to direct my life. Just help me. That's part of your daily bread. Did you know that? That God is welcoming you daily to, to speak to him and just share your heart with him. And so that's why we want to talk about this. Now, Number one, God is big and you and I are small. And if you and I, if we reach out to the loving, living God, He has the answers for us. And prayer simply is praising God, repenting, asking, and yielding to Him. I mean, you could use that as your as your method of prayer uh, every day if you wanted to. Just praise Him, repent, Ask and yield. That's all you and I have to do. Prayer is so simple. Don't make it difficult. Don't make it difficult. Just make it a part of your daily life. So today, what we're under, what we're doing is we're unpacking the Lord's Prayer. I mean, it's it's just beautiful. So if you have a Bible, if you've got a Bible app, open up to Matthew. Okay, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter five, six, and seven, is Jesus teaching. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, so Jesus, he's he's near the shore of the Galilee, the northern shore 
of the Sea of Galilee. It's not far uh, from Capernaum. And Jesus goes up on a hillside and he begins to teach this lesson. Now, the reason I always want you to look at the context, okay? This is why I want you to do a year uh, of the Bible with me, okay? A year in the Bible is, is so that you can get the context of all that you believe, all right? Listen, you live in an age, you live in a very dangerous age because there are people that would call themselves Christians who would say that you don't need the Bible. I disagree vehemently. You cannot call yourself a believer in the living God and ignore his word. It, it would be disingenuous, okay, at best, and so you and I, we want to get to know the Word of God and understand it, and that's why we're doing that. So listen to the context. If you Have you found Matthew chapter 5? He starts with the Beatitudes, then he talks about salt and light. He talks about the law. He talks about murder. He talks about adultery. He talks about divorce. He talks about oaths. He talks about an eye for an eye and loving your enemies and giving to the needy. Wow! Did Jesus have an opinion on the way we live our lives? Yes! Definitely. And yet we have all these people. They want to make out Jesus like he was some sort of milk toast weenie. I mean, he called people vipers and scorpions. Listen, unless they're in a biker gang, I wouldn't recommend you do that. It's not considered a compliment. See, Jesus pushed back on the world in which he lived. And what we're about to see right here in the context is Jesus gave some people that would consider themselves quite religious a hard time. See, whenever Jesus was talking, whenever Jesus was teaching, whenever Jesus was going at life, you need to realize that there's, there's several segments of society that he's dealing with. Number one, he's dealing with the people that are super duper religious and they think because of their works, they're good to go. Did you hear what I said? They think because they're doing all the right things and they wear the right clothes and all this stuff, they think because of their human effort, they're going to be covered. Let me just tell you, you can never do enough to earn your way to heaven because everything that you have to offer is not worthy of the living God. Okay? And then you might say, well, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a part of a God that would, no, you don't want to be a part of a God that isn't that much more holy than you are. See, you want a holy God. You want a pure God. You want a God that's, that's, that's strong and powerful. And so you need to recognize that you're not all that. Okay. Then there's this, there's this other group of people. They, they were the God followers who got disenchanted, brokenhearted. They were, they were got confused by the uber religious people. And so they just said, you know, I've had enough of this. And they, they walked away. They walked away from the things of God. I kind of believe, I kind of believe that, that, that Peter was one of those guys. He's like, I can't do all this religious stuff, you guys. And he just went back to his fishing boat and Jesus called him out of that. See, then there's this other group of people that are there. They're totally secular. They're the Romans. They're people that grew up outside of the context of the Bible and the Word of God. And they're listening in and they're gleaning. There's a different way of life out here that no one has ever told me about. And see, that's, that's who Jesus was talking to. And that's who you and I are, right? Some of us, we've been way too religious all our lives. And, and we think we've got it all worked out in our own strength. And, and I just want you to pump the brakes on that. 
I, I want you to know, if you think that your goodness is going to get you to heaven, don't stand next to me on the line on the entrance at that day, okay? Because I don't want the sparks that hit you to land on me. Don't take God lightly. Take him seriously, okay? And so that's why Jesus is having this conversation. And some of them, Jesus is trying to reel them. He's, God is always trying to get you to come closer to him. That's why our mission at the church next door is to move people closer to God. And so when you read the word of God, this is what it does. It invites you to come close to God. And this is what Jesus does here, all right? It, 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 while we're still there in, in um, Matthew chapter 6, he starts out and, and Jesus is talking about uh, giving to the poor and he starts talking about prayer. Listen to what it says beginning in verse 5. And when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by people. See, these are these uber-religious people, all right? These are the people that are proud of their prayers. Truly, I say to you that they have their reward in full. Whoa. Jesus says they're done. They've, they're not going to get any more than what they've already gotten. But as for you, so he invites you and I not to be uber-religious like that, doesn't he? He says, now, as for you, you're a different kind of people. You're different. You're sitting on a hillside, listening to an itinerant preacher. He's not part of the establishment. Huh. Everybody's talking about him. But as for you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your father who's in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I like that. I like rewards. How many of you have a, have a phone number that you give to a gas station, a grocery store? You see what I'm saying? Everybody likes rewards. But you've got to fulfill the standards for the rewards, don't you? You don't get rewarded just for breathing. You have to identify with the program. And see, Jesus is saying, if you want the reward, if you want the reward of a relationship with your Father in heaven, it's, 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 it's got some parameters to it. And see, this is what I love about God. God doesn't make it difficult. Some people think it's difficult. No, God makes it available to everybody, but you still have to do it. Everybody can get the reward at the gas station. Everybody can get the, the reward at the grocery store, but you've got to be willing to participate. You've got to be willing to identify with him. See, you and I have to be willing to identify with our Father in heaven. We have to be willing to come close to him, and we have to say, God, I, I, I want what you've got for me. Verse 7, and when you're praying, do not use thoughtless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So Jesus makes it clear in this, I'm going to call it the preamble to where He instructs us on prayer, all right? Jesus makes it clear, number one, your audience in prayer is only God the Father. Hmm. Don't be tempted to perform for people. Don't pray so that your wife or your kids or your neighbors can know how good you are. Don't pray so that the pastor will know you know how to pray. Most people get really nervous about praying in front of me. I don't know why it is, but they do. 
Why? Because we don't, we don't want to, and that's why we get nervous before God in heaven. And so sometimes we're quiet. And what Jesus says is, don't be quiet. He's your father. He's Abba. Abba is the Hebrew word for daddy. When you're in Jerusalem, it, where Jennifer and I lived, we lived, we lived just inside the Zion Gate, and, and, and we would see the, the little kids running in the streets, and they'd be, Abba, Abba, Ima, Ima, Daddy, Daddy, Mama, Mama. Are you afraid to talk to your parents? Jesus says, you don't have to be afraid of your heavenly father. He's the one you're talking to. Don't, don't talk like, like other people are listening. And if you're worried about other people listening, he says, find a quiet place, a, a place where you're alone. Don't do it in a performance. Is Jesus saying you should never pray in public? Definitely not, because he prayed in public, okay? Let's be clear on that. Some people are like, well, I should never pray in public. We have more resources for you at DoyleJackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next Step. So, Pastor Doyle, this month we have put together a resource that we believe will bring people closer to God. We want as many people as possible to have it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I think when we're trying to grow in our faith, there's several things that we need to learn about our relationship with God. And so in any relationship, it's a conversation, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how to have that conversation with God. That's what prayer is. It's just talking to God. And so this free resource, it's called the Acts Method, all right? It's to help you get going in your prayer life. We Sometimes we need to go and we're asking God for stuff, and then other times we just need to be in His presence and talk to Him about how He is the great God. He's a wonderful God. We need to adore Him. It's all in this prayer method, and we want to help you do that to get in the habit of praying and seeking the Lord. That's what it's about. Yeah, we've learned how to make conversation with each other. We may not realize that we've learned it, but we have. We need to learn how to make conversation with God as well. This Acts method, I picked it up early in Bible college, have used it for years and years. It really is a great way to enter into that kind of conversational prayer. Yeah, it'll encourage you because you'll begin to feel like, okay, am I covering all the bases? And we've got all four bases, and uh, you're going to get to home plate in your relationship with God. So go get the Pray First Acts Method uh, today. Yeah, we really want you to have it. It is at doylejackson.com. Give us your email. You will get access to the PDF. For the Pray First Acts Method free resource, go to doylejackson.com. Let's continue with your next step. Jesus prayed in public. He's saying, don't pray for the purpose of the public. And if it helps you to get your prayer game on, to get alone, to create a little space in your home, a chair, that's good. He says it's it's between it's a relationship with your father. Second principle here is he says, mindless repetition is useless. God knows you, all right? I mean, this, this, this ungodly thing, and, he, and, he, and Jesus even calls out the ungodly. He says the Gentiles here. He's saying the ungodly, they will invite you to a life of prayer that's just 
mindless repetition of words. And you'll note that if you begin to study world religions. I have a degree in that. They have all these prayers that they pray, but they don't know whom they're praying to, and they don't know why they're praying, and they're, they're praying it just, just repetition. It doesn't mean anything. They're not involved in it. And what Jesus is saying is when you pray, bring your heart to the game. Let God know what you really mean at the depth of your being. Don't be ashamed of what's going on in your heart. Say, Dad, I'm really struggling right now. What have I been going on with? It's really crappy. Your dad can handle that because he knows. I love that. Jennifer talked about how, how a father knows. And, and I encourage you to go listen to that because, see, this is what I know. Every dad, every dad wants to protect their kids. Every good dad loves their children, and they know how crappy this world can be. And Jesus says, that's the kind of God you and I see. See, let me tell you something. If anybody understands what it is to be betrayed, if anybody understands what it is to be harmed by evil and ungodliness, it's your heavenly Father, it's Jesus Christ, and it's the Holy Spirit. See, the God in the Trinity, they've all been rejected. They've all been taken advantage of. And Jesus says, when you come to your father, he knows. He knows. He knows you and he loves you. And then he begins to teach us how to pray. Jesus gives us practical instruction. Just listen to it. Now, do me a favor. Don't go in to the our father mode. Don't go into saying the prayer. Just listen to it and, and begin to engage it as though, what would it mean for me to apply the principles, the instructions here? Because see, when they heard this from Jesus, they heard him as saying, okay, let me just help you. In the same way, when you, know, you remember when someone first gave you instructions on driving the car? They said, okay, 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 take a deep breath, all right? Car's not started. This is what I want you to understand. I want you to put your hands on 10 and 2, all right? You need to always be looking straight ahead, all right? The mirror's there to help you. Let's, let's get our, let's get our game. See, why is that? They're trying to help you get focused, aren't they? Take a deep breath. Know where your feet are. See, this is what, what Jesus is trying to do. Say, listen, take a deep breath. When you pray, keep your eyes on your Father. That's who you're praying to. You're not praying to the neighborhood. What does it matter what the neighborhood thinks about you? What matters is that you have the attention of your heavenly father. Have you given your father in heaven your attention today? Hmm. Have you been too busy already to go to him and say, hey, daddy, today is a big day for me. And I don't want to go into this day without you. See, that that's what this is about. This is about a relationship with the creator of the universe and that you and I don't have to be special. Hmm. We just have to be human. Are you human? I hope so. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others, people for their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, then your Father will not forgive your offenses. See, if if everyone on earth is my brother and sister, my Father expects me to treat everyone with dignity. I can't hold something against a brother or sister and expect dad to help me out. I mean, would your earthly father allow you to diss on a sibling and expect him to help you out of a problem? Probably not. See, God God expects his family, humanity, to work together. Now, does that mean that we always behave? Because I have siblings, and they didn't always behave good. Alan's not as perfect as you think he is. (laughs) Philip's not as perfect as some of you imagine he is. See what I'm saying? And I'm not as perfect as you know I am. (laughs) Right? See see what I'm saying? And so God is trying to get us to work out the relationship in the midst of this. So let's, let's look at just four quick areas here I want to point out to you about the Lord's Prayer that will help you. Number one, number one is identity and position. God wants you to recognize your identity and your position when you go to Him in prayer. This is what that means. This means that I'm God's child and I have a place at the table in heaven. Now that means something. Do you, you know what your place was at the table growing up? I know exactly where my place was at the table growing up in, in, in that house. I know where my place at the table is now in my house. See what I'm saying? You know your place at the table because that's part of being part of the family, right? You know the relationship that you have. And some of you, yes, I'm sorry, you're still at the kitty table in the other room. I apologize. Welcome to the adult table. Your father in heaven says, You are mine. Come close. Come near. Don't be ashamed. I I designed you and I created you. You are beautiful to me. Wow. See, and so when you and I, when we pray, you know your position, but know this, that when you pray, you already, you already have a place in heaven. See, I know a lot of Christians, I know a lot of Christians, they haven't gotten to know their Father in heaven well enough to know that heaven is a done deal. They're still working to get in heaven. Listen, heaven's a done deal if you have a relationship with the Father. These people that are worried about whether or not they're saved, and you may be in that condition, get to know your Father and it'll wash that away. Because this is what will happen. You'll be in relationship. You'll be serving him. And the question about whether or not you're saved by faith or works will be washed away because you're already doing something with your father every day. You won't be arguing about it. You'll already know, oh man, I'm his kid. He identifies with me. And and some of us, because of our broken relationship with our earthly family, we can't imagine that level of acceptance. Just leave the brokenness of humanity behind and accept the acceptance and love of God the Father. That's what Jesus wants. You see, that washes away all these groups, the extreme religious and those that have, have wandered away and those who've never known this level of acceptance. See, it pulls you in. Second principle here is just welcome heaven. 
What Jesus wants us to do is to welcome heaven. He says, we are to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you and I, because we believe in the Father, because we have this access, because you and I, we have this access to the Father, that means that earth can begin to experience the love that they were intended to experience. See, if you and I are loving God, okay? If you and I are loving God every day, it means that we're serving the loving God every day. And as we love God, we'll be loving the people around us and they begin to experience the kingdom of God. And you have to understand, they do not understand our why, our purpose. Our purpose is to to let more people know the kingdom of God. When you pray, you pray, Lord, I pray that your kingdom would come and that that your will would be done on earth. You're saying, God, I pray that the innocent, that those that do not have a voice would be spoken up for and that you would show me when I need to speak up. Because see, you and I are going to see injustice every day. And so we're going to pray for the kingdom to come. When you and I pray for the kingdom of heaven to come in your home, what does that do? That begins to transform your home and, 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 and the life there. I remember years ago, a family called my mom and dad and they said, we've bought a house and and we believe there's something evil in the house. And they began to describe it and it would would make something for the theater. I'm not going to describe it to you. You don't need to know those details. My parents said, that's not a problem. The blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, his burial and his resurrection is your victory point. And they went and prayed with them. And whatever presence it was that was destroying their home left. You've been listening to Pray First, the Lord's Prayer here on Your Next Step. Pastor Doyle, we have a next step for everybody listening today. Yeah, I think I think the next step today, we've been talking about prayer, is I want to challenge you, number one, just to take some time right now, five minutes, okay, and pray. And, and just say, God, I want to take five minutes and I want to honor you. If you have to set your clock to make sure, you know, you're doing that, you know, you can do that. But, but take some time and say, God, I, I don't want to be too busy for you. God, I, I need you. I want your kingdom to come. Your will be done in my life. And you can share your daily bread with him. But take time to share with God. Then the other thing that I think is really important is that you and I need to share our faith with people. That's what causes us to grow. Recently, I got a, I got an email from one of the people that are doing a year in the Bible, and they said, you know, I, I've been doing a year in the Bible. It's transforming my life. I, I really love that. But I have now shared it with a couple friends, and I'm I'm starting to grow in a different way now that I'm talking about what I'm learning with other people. And this is what we learn over time. If you will begin to take what you're learning and you will share it with other people, you will know it better and you'll grow even more. Yeah, I tell you, Jesus prayed for the kingdom to come. You can be a part of that. That's when you right. share this podcast or a message or uh, a sermon with someone, you take that boldness for 20 seconds, the kingdom is coming and you're a part of that. We thank you for doing that. We hope you'll be back for another episode of Your Next Step. Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued, but to help keep us on the air, visit doylejackson.com and click Give. That's doylejackson.com. You can also send a check to The Church Next Door. 
Our address is 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 F-E-D-E-R Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. I'm Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time for your next step.